Perez. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Hello, and welcome to a Burkhat Wonderland, late night in the UK. It's only afternoon in the rest of the world, well, some parts of the world. Uh, with me to talk about the, the Newcastle game is uh, Stan the Man, and three shows, three different backgrounds, Stan. You're spoiling them. I know the next one will be from the toilet. Well, you're going to see Spurs play. Yeah, I'll save that for the Spurs. That's there's, there's no need to go. There's no need to go that low just to get a few extra views. Don't don't disgrace yourself that way. Um, should we have a look and see if anybody's turned up for this? Uh, yeah, Englishman in Canada grew up in Huntingdon. Uh, hello, as always. Turned up early, ready and waiting. Love when these pods are on my time partly while we do it. And uh, Phil Macker is there. Hello. A bit late for you. Hello, hello. We're in Canada, by the way, as well, because I'm in Vancouver. Oh, there you go. Sai is there. Uh, And Phil says he's from a travel lodge near Norwich. Um, BX is there. Good evening, everybody. Yes, hello. Um, As usual, Oh, why isn't the the Twitter one says there's absolutely nobody there? What is going on with you? You absolute tool. Right. You know, I do love it when you use social media and then it just goes, Oh no, I'm not having any of that nonsense. You can you can you can stick that up your bum. Because according to this, there's nobody watching on Twitter, which is absolute nonsense. Although we've had forty one views in under a minute. Nice. Um, right. So, anybody else turned up? No, they haven't. Um, yeah, the game we're going to talk about is Arsenal v Newcastle, Stan, in the Premier League. Are you excited? Yeah. This is always one of my favourite fixtures. As you know, I've got sort of like family ties to Newcastle. Tell and me. Had my dad... That's interesting. Well, I had my dad got his way as well. <clears throat> you know, your dad always wants, you, wants their son to support their club, and I do have family ties with Newcastle. So my yeah. dad was very keen for me to support Newcastle. In fact, the first football match that he ever took me to, I lived in South London. And the two closest grounds were Millwall and Crystal Palace. And obviously, I think it was like, you know, back in the 70s, the late 70s, that Millwall wasn't a place for families, really, I don't think. So my dad no. was very clever, very clever. He took me to my first ever football match, which was Crystal Palace, Newcastle. Yeah. But the mistake that he made was, was that you know I was a young kid, never been to a, to a football match before. It was all standing. I was standing in the middle of all these hairy ass blokes with rat. They had, some of them had the rattles. Remember them rattles they used to wave around. All that the wooden ones. I couldn't hardly. I could yeah. Couldn't couldn't hardly see any of the game. I didn't like it. Couldn't wait to get home. <laughs> when he dropped me off at my mum's, you know, my mum said like, "Oh, did you have a nice time?" And I kind of looked up at my mum, looked up at my dad, and I went, "Yeah." And my dad said, "Good, we're going again next week." And I was like, "Oh." But the following week, the next time he took me was Crystal Palace Arsenal. And I actually started to take in what was going on. And I came away from the game as an Arsenal supporter. Do you remember the lineups or anything from the first game or what the date was? I don't, but it was, I think it was um, the last season before Liam Brady left us. 
And Liam oh. Brady was playing. It was actually Liam Brady that was the player that caught my eye because he yeah. was playing. He was playing on like a like a wing position for that match. So with one, I was standing on the other sideline, and so one of the halves he was constantly going past, you know, with his socks all pushed down and everything, and he just caught my eye. And I thought to myself, yeah, okay, I think this is the team that I'll follow, which really pissed pissed my dad off. Oh, I mean, for the Crystal Palace game, did you ever go and uh, um, find out what season it was? Yeah, I think it was 19... Well, as I say, it was the last season before Liam Brady left us. And I think that was, what, 1980, 81? Wow. Something like that. So, uh, do you remember the score? Uh, I think it was a draw, or we lost. <laughs> say, wait, you're on about Crystal Palace? Crystal Palace, no, Newcastle. Arsenal. No, Arsenal, uh, Crystal Palace. I thought the first game you went to was Newcastle. Oh, yeah, that was the first, first game. Was Crystal- the second oh. game was Crystal Palace, Arsenal. Uh, I, I understand. I smell what you're cooking. BX says 79.80, possibly. Yeah. Um, well, Phil well, says well, broke well. his arm. Brady left. Hmm, I'll have a look after the, the show. And, uh, we'll have a little look and, and I'll find it for you. So, um, yeah, get back to the game. It's uh, it's on Saturday the 24th of February. For me, that is today. For you, that is tomorrow. That's exciting. Yeah. And uh, in the UK, it's 8 p.m., 3 p.m. in New York, midday in Vancouver. That's good for you. Yeah, 12 o'clock lunch time, which is a good time for me. I'm, looking, I'm really pleased when I see that. But 7 a.m. in Sydney. 7 a.m. in Sydney, 10 p.m. in Cape Town, 1.30 a.m. in New Delhi, and 5 a.m. in Tokyo. It's, if you're in the UK, it's on TNT Sports. Radio is on Talk Sport Radio. Now, Stan, a uh, little bit of uh, an update when it comes to the uh, the injuries. We've got some um, quotes from, I don't know who they're from. They're from the club. Knit uh, Timber, they say, back late April. A uh, quote from on Friday. I really hope he will play again this season. He's doing really well. He's been around some players on the pitch, and we are going to start to do some bits with us in the next week or so. Then we need to see how that evolves. That's encouraging, but also not encouraging, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. For me, I just want these players to come back when they're actually ready to come back. And you know, the last thing that I want is a player who gets rushed back and then their first appearance, they break down. I've seen that too many times uh, in the past and I want to see that again. So just come back when you're nice and ready to go. Yeah, that's important because uh, we've had far too many years of being Arsenal fans and bringing back players and then within a game, they are the same game, they're often on their arse, broken in bits and then they're out for the rest of the season. And I've seen that and I don't like it and I don't want it to happen again. So probably a good move. Uh, Mike Hertz is there. Do you want to give him an Ariba? Ariba. Very good. And they're all having a little chit-chat with each other. Um, but the next thing I've got for a player is a party update on him. Back a uh, uh, fitness test for next week. But this is three games in a row. They've said uh, fitness test next game. I'm getting a feeling this uh, physio room don't, don't know what they're talking about. But a quote, we have another session today. And obviously he's been out for many, many months now. And we need to really nail the timing and when he has enough in the tank to compete. But I think he's very close. Should I add a... Have I still got the the thing here? Where was it? It is, uh, Do I need to start doing this, Stan, whenever we talk about 
party coming back. For those at home yes. on the bus and putting the taking the dog for a walk, it's I'm flashing bullshit up and on screen. Probably, do and don't get me wrong, I think I think Thomas Party is a wonderful footballer, but I'm at the stage now that I've literally kind of forgotten that he's he's even there. Mm-hmm. And if I'm reading something and they start talking about him, I just skip over it. Someone tell yeah. it goes in one ear and out the other because it's like, well, you know, whatever. If he comes back good, we could always use him because he is a great footballer. But it's anytime I think about Thomas Party, the first image I get of him, that <laughs> the first image that I get of him is him trying to hobble off the pitch and Mikel Arteta, Mikel Arteta pushing him back onto the pitch. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, what was that? Son. That was a European game, wasn't it? No, I thought, wasn't it against Tottenham? I've got no idea. That's terrible, isn't it? I'm just, just saying words now. Uh, another one with an update injury and another one just like party. Oh, it's going to be the next game. No, it's the next game. No, it's the next game. Now they've moved it to the 3rd of March for Zinchenko. The quote is, not far away at all. Now, again, that doesn't fill you with much confidence, does it? No. Not really. <clears throat> uh, okay. Um Yes, I'm just looking for something. Uh, there, the next one is Hayhus. Knee injury, back the 24th of February. Another late fitness test. Uh, a quote from yesterday. It's the same with Gabby as well. He's done a few things. Good girl. I mean, that's not even bothering with a quote, is it? And so Tommy Ashu. Huh? It's so vague, isn't it? It's like saying, yeah, Gabriel Hayhus update. He's human. End of update. It's like, okay. it's like asking you, I've right. Other half, if she's all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, Tommy Ashu has been moved again back to the 12th of March this time. Wow. And the, the thing on him, the quote from yesterday, still a little bit more time. Basically, don't ask he, us any questions because we're not going to give you anything. He's also another one that I've kind of like forgotten out of my mind a little bit. Again, not because of anything else, it's that, that he's never really around and he seems to to break down and the problems that he seems to have as well are always sort of seem to be like soft tissue problems, which is why we like, you know, he'll, he'll have a, a muscle strain on one leg and be out. And then while he's recuperating and not even playing football, he'll get a muscle strain in the other leg, you know? So it sounds a little bit like my old man when he had a dodgy hip, he's 75 and he, he had a dodgy hip. He had it for, I don't know, 20 years and it got bad and bad and bad. And he was compensating with his other hip with his other right. leg. So when he yeah. got his hip done, they went, he went, oh, great, one leg's good. I went, oh, the one I've been compensating with is now knackered because I've been compensating, so he needed the other hip doing. So yeah. it's a touch of the uh, the Tommy Ashes issue, as we shall call that. I found the first game you were at. It was around Christmas time, wasn't it? Um, maybe. It was. What was the it score? Was the, it was 2-2. I thought it was okay. Could, have you got the line-up? Out of interest. It was Boxing Day 1980. Crystal Palace v Arsenal. Jennings in goal. Sansom left back. Um, uh, Where the rest of them, I don't know. Steve Walford, Willie Young, John Devine, John Hollins and and Brian Talbot in central midfield. Graham Ricks out on the left. Frank Stapleton and Paul Vasson probably playing behind him and Brian McDermott on the right wing. Where's Liam Brady? Frank Stapleton's... It's not there. Did he play in the game you saw? Yeah, yeah. That's, that was the thing. It was as I say. That was the. It was my first game, and Liam Brady was playing, and he was he one got, of the reasons why I picked the team. And I think it was. 
I think it was uh, season, the season the, the season after that he left. Uh, because he, he, was, November, he was my, my favourite player for a short time. And then just as I was like, you know, I've picked a favourite player, he left. And then my favourite player became Graham Ricks, number 11. Well, if it was actually the season, why, season before that. why I cried when he missed that penalty when I was a little kid. Liam Brady left in the summer of 1980. So it wasn't that season. It was the season before we went yes. there and lost 1-0. And then there Liam Brady did play in midfield with Steve Gatting. No, Steve Gatting, centre-back. Yeah, basically the same thing. You, that? One player difference. That was the 10th of November, 79. Okay, near my birthday, so that makes sense. Well, there you go. Uh, what are the, the lovely people in the chat doing? Uh, Tom Andrew is there. Oi, oi. Phil says, more chance of making a comeback than uh, of, of him making a comeback rather than a party. Uh, it was against Spurs, so you're right. And uh, da, da, what else is there? We bloody injury prone, uh, player or two or three. It's always been the way at the Arsenal. Sai says we probably have more injured players than substitute players. Sai, you're in India, aren't you? I'm sure you said you were. I've been watching Jay Streezy, he has spent 62 days wandering around India all over the place. And so far, my favorite place is Pondicherry and I think uh, Mumbai. They're my two favourite ones. And I didn't like Delhi. Crowded, mental. Everything's about a million years old. Uh, um, Ryan is there. Evening, Ryan. And Russ Morgan is there. Russell. Good, good. So, uh, previous games against Newcastle, I had to take my socks and shoes off to add this up. 192 games. We won 84. They won 69. And we've drawn 39. And the very first game, I don't know if you're at this one, stand against Newcastle, was the 2nd of September, 1893. Woolwich Arsenal 2, Newcastle 2 in Division 2. And uh, that legend, Walter James Shaw, scored the goal, which um, I'm sure you remember well. No, but my great-grandfather might have been in the squad at that time. He was around that kind of 1800-y time. Was he? Yeah. So that had been 1893. Might have been. 18. I need to go and find Arsenal now, don't I? So um, while I'm talking about the other thing, I'm just going to go and put this one up so I remember to go and have a look for it. Uh, last three games against Newcastle at the Emirates, all competitions. Uh, the last one was 0-0 in the Premier League in January this year. Last year? Oh, that was close. Was it this year? Oh, yeah, last year. And then uh, November 2021, we beat them 2-0 in the Prem. January 21, we beat them 3-0 in the, Pem, in the, the Premier League. Uh, how do you think it's going to go? Because they there's some stat on the radar. They haven't scored at the Emirates in six or seven seasons, which I find quite hard to believe. But, you know, I often hear a stat on the radio and then I put it in my brain and then when I get it out of my brain, it's changed. Just these things happen. Nothing I can do about it. So this checks as well. My great-grandfather was played for them between 1903 and 1910. So that was uh, not around the same time. It was actually much nearer. But, um, yeah, <clears throat> different, it's a different team that they're facing now, isn't it? This is a different Newcastle. However, saying that, I think they've got a lot of injuries themselves, haven't they, to a lot of key I'm players? Just about, I'm just about to look that up, their injuries. I, I mean, they don't have Sandro Tonali because of his um, his uh, ban. But that was, that was quality. Nice one. And I think, they've got, I think Isak is maybe just coming back from his injury. Very dangerous player. I'm not sure if he'll start or is always always even going to make the bench. I think uh, it's yeah. out as well. 
Tonali's suspended. Wilson is injured until, well, end of the season. Um, Jolington is out until the end of the season. Nick Pope is out until April. Anderson is out until March. Uh, Matt Target is out until March. Schlar, Schler, that's a drink, isn't it? Is out until, um, oh, could be back in time. Willock might be back in time. And Isk is said yesterday, Alex is an important player for us too. We have one more training session today. We won't take any risks, but we are pleased with their pro- their progress, his progress. Yeah. So hopefully Isaac won't play. And I'll tell you why I don't want him to play because uh, something else I've written on my list is their best player, a number of goals this season with 10, which isn't a really a lot, but they're, I think they're a little bit like us. They have lots of players scoring goals all over the place, which is helpful. Plus he's been, I think he's been out uh, before in the season as well. He hasn't, he hasn't had a straight run, but when he does play, He's uh, yeah. extremely useful for them, and he does he does score some very some very good individual goals. Yes, um, Ryan says they're going to try and do a Porto on us. Their knees, their knees with on their knees with injuries. I wouldn't put it past Newcastle to do that, and we've seen how they they got away with it against. It. I saw a clip on on Twitter, and the bloke went between three Arsenal players. Then jumped up in the air, held his knees, landed on the floor, and rolled around that he'd been injured. And you saw from the camera angle, no one even attempted to tackle him. He didn't even brush knees of anybody. They're just cheating fucks, those Porto. But do, can you see Newcastle doing that tomorrow? Well, even if they do and they want to use that as a template against us, it's up to us then to find a way around that. You know, even though you might not like the style of football, it's you know, it, it's it's not breaking the rules. So it's up to us to find a way to to get around that obstacle so that we can get the points. Yeah, hopefully. You know, they, Newcastle don't usually play like that, so that's like their plan B. So what do we do when we encounter a team that's going to play like that? We have to find it another way. We can't just go out there and just try to forge on with our normal game because we've seen mm. that that doesn't really yield anything in those situations. BX says, no, Jalinton is a big... is is big. I'll take that advantage. Lovely. You agree. And Sai says, Pondicherry is a beautiful place. Ex-French colony, I think it was. Lots of old French architecture. Massive big gullies at the side of the road. And you think you're gonna, you could fall in them. They're that big. I think it's for drainage. And uh, where are we down to now? Here's a question for you, Stan. Yes or no? Have we ever played Newcastle United on the mm. 24th of February any year? What do you reckon the odds are? No. What do you reckon? Incorrect. We played them on the 24th of February, 1934. We went to Geordie Land and smashed them 1-0 in Division 1. Mm, tasty. Well, the next thing I've got, Mikel Arteta's record against Newcastle United. Played 9, 1-6, drawn 1, lost 2. But his record against Eddie Howe, played 7, 1-3, drawn 2, lost 2. That's not overly good, is it? But I think a lot of that would be from last season. Um, I shall get my little thing up and see how we did against them last season because I always forget. And then I have my oh, like like Harry Hill. I've got to have a system. So last season, Stan, we um, Newcastle, we drew nil nil at home and beat them two nil away. This season we've lost one nil at home to them. Uh, so home we lost one nil away, not home. So this season at home, um, yeah, our last three fixtures against them at home: nil nil, two nil, three nil, four nil. Yeah, that's good. I like that. 
Yeah, so, it's, important. Um, it's important that we get the three points on this particular game because we, Alan, we really don't have any breathing space where we are in the league. There's no breathing space. Alan, how long do you reckon minute. Eddie's got left? I think because you've, you're listening through your computer, it sounds like I'm talking over you because you want to show people your new hair and you don't wear headphones. <laughs> how, long has Eddie, how long has Eddie got left? I think he's got a while left because he's had a lot of injuries. I mean, you, you, yeah, can't, put that, you can't put that down to a manager, right? And um, even though they've got a huge checkbook, you know, the fair play rules are hampering them from getting it out. You know, as much money as they have, they couldn't buy anybody mm -hmm. in the last window unless they sold someone. And obviously, the, the, the players that they've got, they actually want to keep them. Um, another little tweety poo there. The uh, oh, remember all that stuff before the the January transfer window, where they said, "Oh, Newcastle are going to get every single Di Ronaldo, Messi, Neymar. They're all, even though Messi isn't playing there, they're all going to come and play for Newcastle." And then the league voted whether they could do it or not, and then and then Newcastle on that side won it by one vote, which I think was by. Um, it was one of the teams that are definitely going to go down. Was it Burnley, maybe, that agreed with them and sided with them because he's an ex-Man City player, isn't he? And so, uh, Man City molded it. And then not a single fucking player came from the Saudi Pro League that I know of to play in the Premier League. Nonsense. Not only did they not sign anybody, they didn't get Benzema. I mean, they were talking about Benzema coming to play for us. I don't think Benzema would come and watch us play. Too busy out there counting all his money in cash. No tax. What a way to live a life. Wonderful. What other notes have I got, Stan? I hear you not asking. Fair enough. I'll tell you. Uh, Newcastle are currently eighth. How many points behind the Arsenal do you reckon they are? Because I was quite surprised by this. Um, they're eighth. Yeah. I've got no Tell me. 18 points. Wow. Mm. Big golf. So I says it was occupied by the Dutch, French, Portuguese, and British at different points. Hmm. Interesting architecture there. I think it's where all the Instagrammy people go, and you see all the little fucktards there with uh, taking photos and posing and getting in the way of people doing their daily jobs. Um, uh, Super is there. I'll do. I'm a late. I'm late. Gonna go back and watch at the beginning. So I see if I will just wait for you to catch up. Going anywhere nice for your holiday, Stan? Not going on holiday. Well, that's that yeah, fucking ruined. We'll have to catch up with us later then, won't he? Phil says, I haven't bumped into Nick in Norwich, but there again, I don't believe, I don't venture into the ship. Oh, that's fucking fighting talk. That's ridiculous. BX says, Newcastle will make their moves in the summer. They certainly will. There'll be uh, brown envelopes under tables at restaurants all over uh, wherever the FA is based. Uh, Newcastle have scored 53 goals in the Premier League, but let in 41. And I've done the ISK bit. Arsenal's current form, played five, won four, drew none, lost one. He's gone down from score 21, stand down to score 16. That just makes me sad. Yeah, the last maybe I should change it to the last six games and it'll still be at 21 goals. Maybe I'll just keep fiddling the taxes, the no, taxes, fiddling the bits. So, um, yeah, your overall feeling about the game tomorrow. I'm a little bit antipod, antipod, no, antipod. That sounds like an Australian. What's that word? Antipodation? No, help me. And um, anticipate that's the wrong word, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Apprehensive. 
apprehensive. I'm a little bit at, ten points for Stan. I'm a little bit apprehensive about it tomorrow because they, Arteta often tends to have that thing: you'll win a few and then you'll fall apart, and then you'll win a few and then you'll fall apart. This is his chance to put his foot down and go, "Oi, you morons!" Don't do that again. We need to win this. We're at home. We'll have the uh, the mighty uh, Red Army behind us. So uh, are you expecting a win? Are you confident of us doing it? Because I'm not. I am, actually. Oh. No, I, I am, actually. Um, I didn't get to see the Porto game. Thank God for that. But I've heard quite a bit you about it. Little, little bits here and there. But I've got a feeling that maybe uh, uh, the occasion at Porto was a little bit over-roaring for some players. I mean, Declan Rice got booked very, very, very early on. And to me, that could indicate also a little bit of nerves because he's not been there before. And a lot of the mm. players for Arsenal haven't been, haven't, been, haven't been here before in the Champions League. The Champions League is a lot different to the uh, Europa Conference League. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a different ball game. And everybody knew, you know, everybody knew that, everybody knows what's at stake. Everybody knows that it's the first time that we've been in this position, you know, for a long time. And it's a lot, it's a lot at stake. And I think maybe some of the players were a little bit overawed by the occasion. And coming back to the league now, I think that a lot of players, they need to pay something back a little bit for, for the performance in midweek. They need to make up for it some of the players by what I'm gathering, you know, and it's again, I didn't see the whole of the, the, the uh, Porto game, but I think we've yeah, got enough about us to win. And as I mentioned as well, you know, yeah. they're kind of like, they've just got players coming back from injury and unable to put out their best squad. So that's got to be an advantage. So when I hear that, that it's a little bit over, um, overwhelming for players, I think, Oh, come on, you're professional players. But then you see a game like that and you think, well, maybe there is a lot of psychology in sport. Nothing like nothing could ever uh, overwhelm me or psychologically make me go, oh, oh, oh is it? I've done a wee wee. Nothing ever. Well, apart from spiders. And uh, yeah, but you're not in that environment. You're not in that environment, are you? Where you've been practicing? I've all, played all FIFA, Stan. So you're 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 practicing all week for this event, right? You're constantly being sort of like managed and told what your job's got to be for, for your position and what the tactics are going to be, you know. And then you get the journey there, and then. You probably you probably still feel okay, and then once you line up and you start hearing that the champions coming over the speakers and that, and it probably starts dawning on you what the occasion's about, and it's how long it's been since Arsenal's have actually got to the last sixteen, and you know all of the fans they they've got their hopes on us to like we can get you know what I mean, and that starts maybe playing on your mind, and maybe you just get a little bit overawed by it all, and some of the key players you know that have been in that position before weren't available. Jesus wasn't available. Zinchenko wasn't available. And there were two players that have, you know, been in the mix in the Champions League. And then, and that's probably one of the reasons why we bought them and they're not available. Uh, Phil is taking it off topic. Have you still got a house full of cats, Danny, or have you dropped them off in the canal? Well, my mum's cat, Tom Tom, I'd like someone to come around and strangle him, the scrawny little shit. He's, he's got his ball, he's got so scrawny, his balls stick out like a couple of Maltesers. And his hair's all come off the back of his legs and he's all working his way up this body and he doesn't eat. And you, oh, God. You put him in a bin. But no, it's my mum's cat. I've got to look after it until it eventually croaks it. But I don't know why he's holding on. He's not proving anything. But the other the other four, all perfectly Nothing. fine. He was a stray when my mum took him in. So 
So there you go. Um, what, what else are we? Uh, what how long will we be going? Twenty-seven minutes. Oh, we need, I nearly got the banner up, didn't I? Prediction time. I don't think there's only sixteen people watching. Fifteen. I think someone's just uh, been um, abducted. So I want your predictions, people. Um, yeah, I don't, is there anything else we need to talk about this game, Stan? I think we've kind of covered everything, haven't we? I've done all yeah. the details. Yeah. I just feel that there's something missing. Um, oh, should we get up in time and watch the game live? And after the game, it'll be me and Deke doing the show. So it'll be about 10 o'clock-ish. Kind of looking forward to that. Um, have we got any predictions in the chat? We've got one. Who's oh. put one in? It's not much of a reels if there's only one prediction, is there? Maybe I should get up all my fake YouTube accounts and start putting in predictions in there. How about a Porto game? If uh, Are you going to do the... Oh, it's too far to tell whether you're going to be the Porto game, isn't it? What's that? Can't we? I was wondering if you're going to be here for the Porto game, but that's uh, two weeks no, away, isn't it? It's always, it's always lunchtime during the week. I'm at work. I mean, the, the preview game. It'll be the night before, the won't preview. it? So you probably will be. Maybe. Yeah, possibly. I was just going to ask you anything we're going to get on with the second leg. I take it you obviously believe that we're going to win the second leg quite handsomely. Well, we have done it in the past, haven't we? I think we've lost to Porto at home and then in, at, at their place. And then in the home leg, we ended up doing them 5-0 and Nicholas Bentner got a hat-trick. So it can be done. You know, And there's, there's no they, away goals rule, right? There's no away goals rule anymore. So we don't have been. that. We don't have we don't have that to you know to be looking over our shoulder at. So I think we've got enough enough about us to, to, to do something. But you know, if you look at how Porto qualified, they did quite well on the road. They didn't do too badly something. in their away games. I knew there was something I hadn't done, Stan. I scrolled down a little bit further and I got a little note saying lineups. Cheers, uh, Tom Andrew, for reminding me about the lineups. Now We've got the three basic lineups that Arteta loves to use. We have got the standard one, which is this one. It's Rice in DM, Trossard on the left, Havertz up front, or the other way around of that, which just swaps Havertz and Trossard, which they do all game. I think Trossard had an absolute shocker against Porto. He had one really good chance, skied it over. Havertz was continually parked out on the very edge of the box, as far away from the corner as possible while still being in the the penalty area. Did absolutely nothing during the game. Are defenders in the last game, a couple of headers, both of them wide? Or are we going to see something like, I don't think there's any need to play Jorginho in the DM, Rice in the, on the left eight and Havertz up front. But do you see any alterations from what we've played in the last few games? Because it has almost been the same formation the whole time hasn't it of just moving um just moving trossard and havertz from one playing left eight and, and uh, playing up front ish what are you going to go for yeah the, the only as you said the only other slight change could be a Jorginho coming in if he felt that he, he needed that right there's that other one but both that's the, the, i've been saying it for quite a while about trossard as much as i appreciate him i do find him to play very hot and cold and be very inconsistent he can have great spells coming off the bench and he's almost like hammering on the door to be started. And then he gets a start and he doesn't really do much. And, you know, Havertz is the same. He, he's not somebody that, you know, you, you, you would put money on to get you a goal or put your money on to get an assist. He does some good things in the game, but so far he's been a little bit hot and cold when it comes to goals and assists. And that's two, those, two of those 
players, like you say, we could move them around either way. They're both in the same barrel, aren't they? They're both very inconsistent. It's almost like you've got your keep, your, you know, you're keeping your fingers crossed that one of them's going to be on it for the day. This is a bit weird. How he, he seems to be and a great sub. And then if you look at the bench, it's obvious to me that Mikel Arteta, he he looks at the bench, and I don't think that he's got a bench that he fully trusts. One sub so, against Porto. That's all he used. I mean, he we went through he, the bench. He doesn't really trust a lot of the players. I mean, when you're having to put two goalkeepers on the bench, you know that you're short. To me, that's just a sign that you're you're extremely short in in being able to field players. If you've got someone like Cole Hine on the bench, who's who's never going to get a look in, is he? He's never going to get a look in. All he's doing is collecting air miles. <laughs> True. Uh, so Alan Bastard MP has turned up. If you could give us a prediction, Sir Alan, because we've only got six predictions at the moment, then uh, there's got to be there's people watching on Twitter. Come on, people. Come on, give us a prediction. Type it in on Twitter, and then we will see it. It will pop up in the... Uh, is there anybody from Twitter on here who's said anything on Twitter? No. We've not had a single interaction with Twitter or Facebook. Sad times. Sad times, bro. <laughs> Stefan is there. Go on, Steph. Do a prediction for tomorrow's game. God, Nero, we might even make double figures. That'd be nice. Um, Phil was saying, who do we play next weekend? Is Sheffield United? Because um, Eddie well, I am going to be... Huh? Eddie Hattrick. Get Eddie on. Well, that's what he's, he's there for. Ah, oh, Colin... His numbers for the season by getting another Hattrick. Oh, Colin Addy has Addy's um Colin Addy has put a prediction. Malcolm MK has put a prediction. Stefan has put a prediction. I think we're on ten. We've made it to ten. It's the minimum. It's the minimum we need so I can do a YouTube reels, uh YouTube shorts, and then I can make a little video and then everyone can laugh at your predictions. Yeah, Sheffield United. I'm going on a Sheffield United podcast on Sunday, a lovely American bloke, and I said, Why do you support Sheffield United? He's I can't remember what he said. But he doesn't enjoy football. Um, well, Phil Mac is watching us on Facebook. Well, that's lovely. That's very nice to see. We've suddenly got three people watching us on Facebook, Stan. It's it's a veritable Facebook orgy. Nice to see. Um, so I'm just I'm just killing time to see if anybody else turns up and wants to do a prediction. We've gone 34 minutes, Stan. That's way too long, isn't it? I've got football manager. I am up to tier 10 in football manager. I've won tiers 20 to 11. I've done seven Invincibles. And you think, get to tier 10, that's a decent level tier, isn't it? It's a combination league. I've played four game, five games. Two, I've won one 9-0 and the other one 9-1. I've never won any games nine. Even when I'm playing against uh, Mr. Fish and his dog people in the, the lower leagues, nothing. Not a, not, not a sausage. Did they? Uh, it's BX, yes. BX done a thing. Right then. Remember, Stan, when I do this, you have to give me your prediction as quick as possible without too, going into it too much when I do the, the YouTube thing and the YouTube shorts. And then after that, I'll grill you, I'll grill you mercilessly about your decisions. Teeth in. Here we go. A little bit of silence, please, at the back. Here are the predictions from the people watching the show live for the Newcastle game today or tomorrow, depending where you are. Phil Macker, 3 0 to Arsenal. BX Gunner, 2 0 the Arsenal. Travis Saw, 3 0 the Arsenal. Richie, 1 0 the Arsenal. Sai, as usual, 1 1. 
Tom has gone 5-0 if we score early. So Alan Bastard MP, 3-1 to the Arsenal. Colin Addy, 3-1. Malcolm MK, 3-1. Stefan has gone 2-0. Stan, what are you going for? 2-1. I'm going for 2-2. Two -two. I'm doing a Desmond. Thank you very much. And a lovely little gap after so I can see what we're up to. Ah, good. No one else has put one in. What did you say, Stan? Because I was so busy reading that I forgot what I was listening to. Forgot what I said. What did you say? 2-1. What's your thoughts behind that? Um, I just think that Newcastle, you know, they're going to score a goal. They're a team that do score goals. But I just think that um, our players need to make up a little bit for that performance in midweek and playing at home. I think they'll be comfortable. Obviously, there's going to be maybe some shithousery from Newcastle. So we have to find a way around that. But, you know, maybe maybe, we, maybe uh, we've we've been working on something since the last time that we've played them. So I just feel confident that we can get we can get three points. I think the the um, the hangover from a midweek European game, especially one that we've lost playing against these who, who like a bit of the dark arts. They know we don't like it up and uppers and it's just going to be. I expect us to score maybe 2-0 and then fall apart near the end, as is our way. I'm not overly confident, Stan. I'm not confident. Right, that's it, people. Stan, are you doing any podcast between um, now and the next time you're on here that the people might want to look out for? Are you doing a post-game anywhere? I might be I might be uh, on later on tonight watching the Elimination Chamber with uh, some of the lads on the Fools Nelson podcast. Oh. If I don't fall asleep, because it's, it's 2 a.m. here. And um, on Sunday, I'll be on it, probably be on Arsenal Fan Circle. Jolly good. And just to answer Philip McHenry's uh, question, he's asking me what I'm wearing because I look like a Hong Kong fooey. It's an <laughs> Arsenal dressing gown. That's all it is. Oh, how posh. I came home, had a shower, took my work clothes off and that, and just thought I'd you know, wear something comfortable. Good. Right, people, that is us. We are done. We have gone eight minutes over because I forgot to ask you a lot for your predictions on time. Terrible. Right, Stan, you have been um, titillating, I think is the word for you today, with your, with your um, who was the bloke who, uh, a Playboy Mansion, what was his name? Hugh Hefner. You've been the Arsenal Hugh Hefner. And I've looked like a homeless bum because I still haven't done my hair and my beard. It's ridiculous. And we will be back tomorrow. Uh, oh, maybe about five, ten minutes after the game with me and Deke, hopefully. So thank you very much, Stan. Thank you very much to the listeners, the viewers, and people doing neither. And we will see you tomorrow. Goodbye. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Get down, dog. Splendid business. He nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about? So I've just eaten a full quiche. Well, you don't often see them at it. So when you see them in the supermarket, they need to be swagged, microwaved immediately and get the brown sauce on them and bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt. <laughs>